this is episode number 14 speaking about missed opportunities it's an interview monologue hope you enjoy it that's the sound why you use by the way hanan i'm not just being dramatic fuck be an entrepreneur so let's say I don't like the word entrepreneur not because it's hard for me to spell all the time consistently I just don't like the word is because I feel like it's just been too romanticized right now when I saw my dad doing what he was doing I never saw him as like he's an entrepreneur for me entrepreneur is what I learned in economics the risk-taking individual to align all factors of production the person who has to actually figure out how do you have so many different variables working together and that is also willing to risk whatever they feel on some idea that they have and right now i feel like entrepreneurship is always associated with some kind of like flashy watch or like some kind of jet plane going on or that you know there's some nice fancy post on linkedin as well about how much turnover they've made or about what they're going on to next i feel like call them problem solvers right they've identified a problem that they want to solve and yes they will make money off of it it is no i'm not that's i'm not saying that's the, the that's that's wrong but what i feel like is that for you to actually sign up for that you have to acknowledge a lot as well you can't just be thinking about what the final product of your work is going to be and that's going to result in you having a shit ton of bitcoin uh in your wallet and having um, fancy cars and like party all night every night and every night's a weekend and that you know you're only going to be working three hours in a day and even in Pakistan where you have this satya culture as well is that being an entrepreneur is allowing you to delegate all of your work and then uh, treat people like crap right that's I don't see it working like that and for that also I think it's not just about accepting all of these things but then really having the stomach to bear the losses, to take the punches and to just keep moving forward as well alongside all of that. Being able to not just listen to all the white noise that comes your way of people hating on your idea, people even hating on you or questioning what you're doing constantly. And that includes your parents, your uh, friends, your loved ones, society, old colleagues as well that are going to constantly shit on the fact that you've left the organization to go and scrum it out and to do your own thing. Um, dealing with all of that is also part and parcel of this whole journey of entrepreneurship or as I like to call it problem solving. So if you went beyond the romanticization of the word entrepreneur, what is it for you that defines your um, journey to thought? Like what ups and downs, right? Maybe like some ups that you can identify where you that you know align with this idea of entrepreneurship that's so well known but also the downs that actually kept you going more than the upstairs. Reminding myself is that this is all out of passion and passion doesn't mean something that you're going to uh, eat sleep and dream about every single night for the rest of your life but it's also about having the willingness to struggle if you can struggle for something, if you are willing to struggle for something, that's when you actually feel passionate about something and that's what's going to take you forward. And that's what I would identify as the journey so far. It's just been a constant struggle. 
a struggle which I am very grateful for, a struggle which I am very privileged to go through as well, a struggle which I feel like I could only go through had I actually experienced it firsthand and not just read about it in the books and in the podcasts as well. And also have people on behind the ground and hearing their stories and have to live it. You have to really go through, you have to walk that path yourself. That's what I would identify or what I would say as this journey so far. It's struggling. And I'm not trying to glorify that, I'm not trying to romanticize that idea. But it's at least willing to accept the fact that there will be struggle. That just with the ups, there are also going to be downs. And being able to bring the down back to an upside as well. So, as far as, uh, what do you think the role of self-control is? Like, how do you not get too high when you're on society? By constantly reminding myself, is that the same, uh, that there is an alternative to all of this as well. You could think about this in multiple ways. You could think about the opportunity cost as that, you know, had I not been, um, you know, grinding my ass on the ground for all of this, I could have been inside a nice fancy office at some senior management position or at some executive position or wherever you are, you know, you could be doing something else and have this security of income too. And that's one way of seeing it. But then also what you could be seeing is that had you not been going through all of this, you could have been in a worse position as well. So reminding yourself of that is like, okay, there's, you don't really know the alternative unless you drop the ball and go and do that as well. Or unless you're in a parallel universe, which I don't know if it exists yet. The MCU will only tell. You have to give advice to people who want to start their own thing because you know it's a big thing. It's a buzzword right now. Everyone wants to become an entrepreneur. They don't want to listen maybe to other people telling them what to do. So, what what is that? Advice to people. So when I made when we when when I made backspace with Nagin, the first thing that I did was okay, I made a pros and cons list myself. At that time, I didn't know about all these cool design thinking frameworks or creative problem solving frameworks. I didn't know about that. I just drew a simple line in my book, a tea table, and there were pros and cons of doing a business at that point in my life. I was 23 at that time. I still had debt, right? a lot of it. I was the sole breadwinner of the house. I had to figure out um, security and I had to work towards bringing up my family to a more comfortable lifestyle. And that was the biggest con of me doing all of that. Having to acknowledge the fact is that when you do your own thing, you really are where the buck stops. You are the one that is accountable for not just your own personal well-being, but then for everyone else's well-being, financial at least, in the business. And just like any business, you are going to hire people. So before you enter it, you ask yourself, do you think you have the stomach, the courage, the faith, the discipline to move and actually do all of those things and hold that kind of accountability as well? And that accountability does not just come by people resting their uh, interest in your business and in your idea or trusting you also for you to make sure that you meet payroll, again, at the least. But it's also about, you know, making sure that you aren't going to be phased by anyone outside also. 
that you really can hold on to your idea and see it through. I feel like that's something that people need to be aware of. Draw out that T-table, draw out a pros and cons list as well and see exactly even though there might be a big list of cons, there might be a sexy list of pros, right? Um, what is it that's, that, are you willing to let go of the sexiness because of, you know, the fact that you really just feel strong, it's a gut call that you want to do it? Are you doing it because like the market says you should? That's another aspect. Is the market telling you to do something? You know? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, I don't think you should be listening to the market all the time. You gotta get, you gotta be willing to sacrifice. You know, it's a sacrifice is what it is. And I don't say this like I'm dead right now that I, you know, I don't know where my life is going and I'm not trying to make this like super dramatic for no reason, but it's the truth. And I feel like this is the truth that I had accepted way back when I started off this journey, even before I even started this journey, when I was thinking of doing all of these things. Back from when I was 10, 11 years old, when I thought about all these things as well. It's because I saw my father put himself through that same uh, struggle, the same sacrifices that he had to make as well. And I saw what he was able to give for me. So for me, my goal isn't attached to that big paycheck at the end of all this hustle and all this like, um, you know, there's a bad word that's coming to mind, but I'm not going to say it. But that's not what that's not what I'm working towards. What I'm working towards is actually building, you know, what I'm building businesses that help people that are for people. Yes, I want to get into the food and bev industry. I want to get into the apparel industry. I want to get into the film industry. I want to get into the consultancy business. I want to get into the education business. I want to get into so many different areas and so many different businesses altogether. But I'm not doing it with this intention that if there is margin, then there will be profit. I'm getting in it with the mindset is that yaar, haan, profit should be made. But in that profit, I can increase it in which way. And how can people increase it in all these things? So would you say that because you're in the service industry, you're always making sure that you're impacting people positively? I think even if I was if I wasn't in the service industry, I'd still have to. I think that goes without saying. You know? It's just doing the right thing. You know, I don't have to be impacting people outright and saying this is how much um, my work contributed to your bottom line you know I don't have to be doing that I don't need to say okay this is how me and my company have made your lives easier all the time but I do have to make sure that I can, regardless of which industry I'm in I do have to make sure that I can leave a lasting impact on people and as far as um, how important do you think it is for you to be not only the people you need, but yourself in the process of knowing that relationship? Can you repeat that? Just like be the empathy, right? When you want to be a better service you're providing to people. What is looking at that? But also, in the opinion on the empathy that you need to allow for yourself in the process. The empathy towards myself. 
That's a hard one. <laughs> I feel like I juice it out with everyone else. No, but I think it's just about like, you know, again, when I, when even coming back to when I when I when we made Backspace also, one of the things that I had in the back of my mind personally was that okay, I want to kind of show to everybody as well as that you can do good work without being ruthless, um, and you can do good work without being an asshole, and you can make money without being an asshole and without cutting corners as well. Um, and mistakes are bound to happen, you know. It's always easier to uh, get a taste of, you know, the forbidden apple and to, you know, reap those benefits, so-called. Or you could do it the right way. And you also make sure that along the way you are keeping your conscience intact. So for me, it's not like about empathy needs to be there for everything. Empathy is like, just goes without saying. It's being kind to people. Like, I don't need to say to people or make sure that the team members of the team are being nice to one another because it's like a value, you know? It should be ingrained, which is why it's become a value, if that makes sense. It's in the way we, it's in the way you lead your life, you know? Say no evil, do no evil, speak no evil, or whatever, however it goes. But like, you make sure that there's empathy at all walks of it, so much that you don't need to feel the need to stress it and say, okay, yeah, empathy is missing. Humanity is missing, insaniyat is missing. There are a lot of things that are going wrong right now in the world, especially. But when it comes back to the idea of like business or like entrepreneurship as well, that just goes without saying, I feel. I don't want people to say nice things to my face and then look behind me and say, okay, what an asshole. Because it's just worse than, <laughs> right? Might as well just make sure that you're doing it the right way throughout. You're talking to people the way you want to be spoken to. And it's a bit of a slightly different thing. But making money, and this is a hypothesis on my project, is easier if you are a ruthless person. So, for that glorified life that is highlighted under the umbrella of entrepreneurship, right, do you think you're missing out? No. Because you don't have to make money. You can't, you, you don't just make money by being ruthless. Right? You be judicious throughout your way. You be fair, right? Um, and if you are about to really put someone at a um, a loss or at a disadvantage, then you just question your intention behind it. If your intention is clean throughout, if your intention is pure, not just for yourself but for the person in front as well, then that's just a part of it, right? Hi everybody, if you are watching this, thank you very much. I'm trying to come up with a list of courses that I could potentially make online and uh, give to you guys. So if you have any suggestions of what you'd like to learn from me about what you think uh, I could create, uh, then let me know. Drop me a message or just comment on whatever you're seeing this. I really appreciate that. Thank you.